and welcome to the Interrobangs Red Coach Podcast. I'm your host, Justin Kohler, and today I'm joined by the Associate Dean for the School of Contemporary Media, Dr. Rob Carver. Welcome, uh, welcome to the show. Great. Thanks very much for having me, Justin. So I'm very excited to have you on. Uh, I And from what I know, this the podcast has been going on for a little bit, but this is your first time actually I haven't been being on, on it before. No. So that's really cool, especially since so many people who work for the Interrobang come from the School of Contemporary Media. Mm -hmm. Most of our journalists, I think, are in school or have been in school for this for that school. So it's just kind of cool to have you on. It's cool to have you on board right now. Um, and so... Uh, with you being an associate dean for, uh, for for Fanshawe College for the School of Contemporary Media, a lot of people, when they hear that phrase, kind of see it as this this college-level higher power that they don't know a whole lot about. A lot of people talk to professors, program coordinators, um, advisors, but associate deans are kind of on this next level. Could you just lightly describe for a lot of the people listening, a lot of people watching, what an associate dean kind of does on their regular nine-to-five, nine-to-five, quote-unquote, day? Well, if, if anyone figures it out, let me know. <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, nine to five days really hard to describe because uh, every day is different. So, you know, first of all, as the associate dean of the School of Contemporary Media, I'm responsible for the overall administration of that school. And as you know, that school has, you know, journalism and radio. It has film and TV and photography. We have music industry arts and we have uh, some grad certs in corporate communication and that kind of thing. Um, so really what it comes down to is, you know, I'm, I'm looked to, uh, some of those things are just very important for the school's overall success. So for example, enrollment and retention, those are things that I have to look at. How are we promoting our programs? Um, obviously what we did today by having guidance counselors come to visit is a way of doing that. Um, if people are dropping out of programs more than we would kind of expect. What's What do we need to fix there? And things like uh, new program proposals, for example. Um, since I've been here, we've we've launched quite a few, actually. Uh, this year, we, la we launched advanced live digital media production, for example. Last year, we launched uh, acting for screen and stage. So it's, it's just a really big mix. And some days, I may be off to a conference. Some days, I may be downtown meeting with someone, talk about the Forest City Film Festival, which we sponsor. Um, so yeah, I, I could probably go on for quite a while, and I probably shouldn't. In terms of overall structure, though, and I think the best way to look at it is within a college or any post-secondary institution, you will have faculties. And so, for example, the Faculty of Creative Industries is which we are, and there's a dean for that. And then there are associate deans over schools. So in the Faculty of Creative Industries, we have you know, the School of Contemporary Media, we have the School, School of Design. Um, digital and performing arts, and then also tourism, hospitality, and uh, culinary arts. And then the final piece of it is, of course, the faculty members all report to me. And uh, and as you know, too, we, we have faculty members who take on a role in most programs called coordinator. And so I will meet more broadly and work with the entire faculty and support staff, but I also have meetings just with the coordinators to talk more specifically about what's going on. Which makes a lot of sense. So you're kind of the the behind the scenes person for a lot of these schools for a lot of these programs that are kind of the the unsung hero of a lot of change like absolutely adapt. yeah yeah um so that's actually really really cool to know uh and off of that you kind of lightly mentioned it um but there's a very close relationship and dynamic between uh, associate deans and professors and mm -hmm. coordinators can you describe the in-depth sort of conversations that go on on a regular basis between where students directly are involved with the professors and the coordinators versus yourself what that kind of dynamic between the two looks like 
Yeah, and, and I mean, I really love to connect with students and, you know, get as close as I can. And as I always go around to the orientations and, you know, and also the um, open houses and these kinds of things to talk about the program. I try to encourage students to sign up to be a class rep, mm -hmm. for example, so that I can meet with them and talk about that. The relationship is much closer between the students and the faculty and the coordinator, uh, and then their relationship with me is much closer. But if there's a student who's having some difficulty and they need some help as to what resources that student needs, they might come to me. Um, the um, I'm just trying to think of other ways that the those relationships work together. But it's really more about uh, what's going in the, on in the program mm -hmm. overall and uh, you know, success of the students, uh, what we do there. And of course, if there's a challenge, that'll mm -hmm. come to me too. So. <laughs> Which is kind I of I think inevitable. after this yeah. meeting, we're gonna be meeting, so. Oh no, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Write that down, write that down. Uh, uh, and so the, the school that you're uh, ahead of in particular, the School of Contemporary Media, um, going through looking at all the different programs that are inside everything from, like you mentioned, acting to radio, to journalism, um, love all those fields, especially journalism and acting are the two that I probably have the most experience with. Um, of all the programs, if you were to become a student again, which do you <laughs> think you would ease into the smoothest? Ease into the smoothest. Well, the interesting thing about my background actually mm -hmm. is that I've been involved in just about all of these industries at one point or another. So my background is really in television, <laughs> uh, but as part of television, it relates to radio in the sense of um, the audio component of mm -hmm. it, interviewing, storytelling, all of that kind of thing. Um, you know, I've been involved in music to some degree, I've been involved with acting, so on and so forth. So. Um, I could probably plug in anywhere. Uh, the things that I would be most likely to would be the acting program or music industry arts. Those are probably the ones that would draw me. <laughs> Which I love to hear. Oh, I love those programs. And I, it's so, because I, I used to take, immediately out of high school, that's what I took was the, the theater arts with Fanshot, the downtown campus oh, okay. when I was there. Yep. And uh, it's moved back, back over here. So it's cool seeing some of the professors that I used to see right mm -hmm. back when I was out of high school. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, and we got to do the opposite side of the coin. I know you mentioned that you are, uh, you're kind of well-versed in a lot of the different schools. Which one would you find you would have the hardest time kind of easing into of all of them? Sure, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, oh yeah, fair. <laughs> <laughs> I know that feeling all all too well. I did uh, marketing before this, so I'm very used to looking at analytics mm -hmm. and numbers. Yeah. But if you throw me actual math formulas above a certain extent, I would say, yeah, it just mm -hmm. goes mm -hmm. directly over my head. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so, uh, bu -bu -bu -bu. so kind of so you're getting close to the uh, the nine year mark. I think you're at about over yeah, over yeah. eight years over now eight that years. you've been yep. with the college. Close to nine. Um, yep. can you? I know it's you kind of do a lot on a regular everyday basis and you mentioned how different your kind of days are mm -hmm. but overall when you're looking at your collective time being a, a, an associate dean with Fanshawe College what is probably your favorite area that is always the one when you think of being an associate dean the one that's kind of nearest and dearest to your heart when you think about it area area as in subject matter area uh, or just, area is just uh, like all like the things parts of my job yeah. kind of thing um, 
I think any time that I actually do have the opportunity to engage with students is always exciting. Uh, and, uh, you know, lots of people here will say, oh, well, first day of, you know, the fall semester, there's so much energy in the school and that kind of thing. But um, I love talking about our programs. I get really excited about it. And so, uh, for example, going around and doing those meetings, I mean, I'm going to be connecting with First of all, everybody's excited because they're starting and they're coming into some new field, which is really great. But also, I know all of the faculty very well. I know their areas of strength. And, uh, and I find myself talking about you know, uh, how connected they are to industry mm -hmm. and the professional experience they bring. Um, and then I find myself talking about how successful students are coming out of the program because all of our programs have people who've, uh, well, you would know from the journalism mm -hmm. program, you know, uh, we certainly have uh, Cheryl Hickey, for example, or uh, Carolyn Cameron. Um, um, what is his name? He's over in England, uh, big time journalist. Oh. Oh, this I is a test. Top of my oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, you, you know who too. I mean. I, I, he's just gone out of my head. But, you know, all those kinds of things. Yeah. So. And uh, I think when people think of uh, relationships between uh, students and their mentors, a lot of people default to thinking about professors. But that being said, how much pride do you take in when students actually then go off and, and achieve their, their dreams, their successes? Uh, yeah, how much pride do you take in oh, that? Oh, enormous pride, yeah. And I'm, I'm always so excited. And we're always trying to get those stories and try to remember to get them out <laughs> to yeah. the public. I mean, for example, and, and you know, it's not necessarily quick, although we've had lots of people in journalism and radio, uh, you know, get jobs right out of the gate, sometimes even before the gate closed. So, um, you know, that's always great. But just to give you an example, um, recently, uh, a graduate of our advanced filmmaking program uh, produced and directed a film called July Talk Love Lives Here. And that is about a band July talk and basically how they coped through the pandemic. And see, she, she graduated about five years ago. And this year she made that feature documentary and it was accepted into Hot Docs, which is North America's biggest documentary, um, you know, festival. Yeah. And so those kinds of things, you know, you just kind of go, yes. Or for example, we had a photography student, uh, international student, and, you know, people often ask in the creative industries, we're going to get jobs, we're going to find work. And this guy's now working full time as a photographer. And this past year, one of his images was shown in Times Square. He actually cool. went there to see it. On That's <laughs> on pretty cool. Screens, you know, so you never know. I mean, it's amazing what happens. Uh, and, and on a different note, uh, I, I'm sure you take, a, like you said, a lot of pride in the students, but I'm sure you also take a lot of pride in the programs themselves and the, the changes that they make from, your, from one year to another. Over your time as Associate Dean uh, in the School of Contemporary Media, has there been one particular change that you've been a, a key contributor for that you're really proud and happy of? I don't know if there's one particular one. I mean, it, it goes back, so for example, when I first got here, a few years in, um, we undertook to upgrade the radio station, and the radio station had not had an upgrade of its operating, like its technical facilities yeah. for quite some time. And uh, so we were able to get enough money to upgrade to Wheatstone, which is an industry standard, and it got us from analog to audio over IP. So that and the interconnectivity that it creates through the plant, um, that would definitely be one. Um, programs that we've gotten started, like acting for screen and stage, pre-media, and uh, uh, advanced live digital media production yeah. and actually <laughs> um, with advanced live digital media production starting 
uh, the switcher uh, for the control room, actually two switchers died. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> and this is a very critical piece for television. Uh, and we were able to get the funding together to replace those and upgrade them. So now we're going to, um, it'll take us down the road to video over IP. It'll get us up to 4K and 8K uh, and some really interesting interconnected stuff. Like we'll have a control room in M building that we can direct games that are happening in J, mm. you know, uh, so it'll be pretty cool. Some pretty cool stuff, and that's kind of one uh, unspoken thing that your particular school kind of has to focus on more than a lot of others, where in some, it's let's say like business administration, um, courses like that, things change, but not on, on quite a, a technical level as a lot of the programs that are under, under your umbrella. Yeah, yeah. Um, things like sometimes books needed to be updated for mm -hmm. certain schools, but in these cases, as technology develops, like yep. you said, you have to get higher quality cameras, higher quality equipment, uh, and it's always will take pride in uh, our media center being the, the largest news center uh, mm -hmm. room, I think across London, even mm -hmm. with some of the oh, actual yes, sure. news studios, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, which is amazing and spectacular. But yeah, definitely a part that you don't really think of when just comparing school to school that um, associate deans kind of need to be thinking of and keeping up with the whole time. It is a challenge because media technology moves very rapidly mm. and, you know, something will be out of date or going in direction without another year or so, you know. And so we have to try and figure out where the point is where you decide you can commit to something for a period of time yeah. <laughs> uh, because the money is not necessarily going to be there to do it as fast as industry. But we're really pretty much on the cutting edge all the time. I mean, in, in, I know in radio, it's interesting because employers, you know, if you go to a big uh, center, mm -hmm. you're going to see the same stuff, right? And they'll be so glad that you learned on Wheatstone. <laughs> uh, if you go to a small independent radio station, um, they're going to go, mm, well, that's nice, but we, you know, we're all analog here. So, <laughs> which as, as but all the skills, of course, are, are the key. Which is important. And uh, as a student, using it every single day, knowing that it's going to be a lot of the tech that I will be using one day once I'm yep. actually in the field. I don't know if anybody's told you, but I definitely appreciate it. Oh, good. Uh, and everything <laughs> that you do for that end. So, uh, yeah, it's great. And I yeah, love dealing with everything every day. It's uh, just such a cool experience. Um, and with, with your years being an associate dean, there's lots been plenty to be proud of, lots of great stuff that you're doing. When you jumped on board initially, was there any parts of your 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 day-to-day -day job that were kind of tough to adjust into or parts that needed a little bit more help and aid to sort of get on the right track for? I think for me, because, you know, my career has actually involved a lot of work in media, a lot of work in sort of senior management mm -hmm. positions, and then, a, and then a lot of teaching. But truthfully, you know, coming here, so I hadn't been a coordinator, for example, mm. which is often a stepping stone to an associate dean because you learn a lot about um, the academic administration, uh, things like what are the requirements of the ministry, you know, in terms of uh, making sure we meet our learning outcomes or keeping quality in education. So I would say the toughest thing for me was um, upskilling in that area and, and, you know, getting to understand a lot better how curriculums developed, how, how programs are uh, ranked and rated and, um, all the things that we need to do to, you know, make sure we're hitting the mark all the time. Yeah. Well, and you've got pl plenty of experience across all your different fields, mm -hmm. uh, your education as well. Um, how is your specific experience being to, I believe you've been to three different universities. Yes. <laughs> how has that helped in, in moving into a college setting as opposed to a university setting? Yeah, it's really interesting. So now this will take a little longer if you don't mind me telling this story. <laughs> so, so I'll tell you mm -hmm. this, I often say to people, 
now it's this is an old reference because not everybody will remember the movie Benjamin Button. But anyway, I often is that an old ben reference now. Wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. <laughs> well, Benjamin Button was a movie about a guy who lived his life backwards. So I often say I'm Benjamin Button mm -hmm. because um, I had a career in media production. I was a college teacher and uh, leader of a large business unit uh, without any <laughs> post-secondary yep. at all. And then after I'd done all of those things, I went back to school and got the degrees that relate to them. Um, so I, I didn't have a college experience of my own. Uh, and um, I think probably when you ask how they compare, you know, Ryerson, which is now Metropolitan, mm -hmm. Toronto Metropolitan University, wouldn't be seen as enormously different because there, there is, I would call it, um, in fact, it used to even be called um, a Polytechnic Institute okay, before yeah. it was a university. And uh, there's a lot of that um, kind of hands-on uh, skill training that still happens there. The big thing about it, of course, is that um, in a university environment, uh, there's a lot more focus on the theory. There's a lot more focus on, um, you know, becoming robust as a researcher uh, on writing in the whatever style that university wants, which is not the same. You know, there's mm -hmm. MLA and then there's um, APA. APA. So uh, and and the university I went to, one did one and one did the oh, other. Oh no! So, <laughs> yeah, let, let's write this paper in MLA. No, let's write it in APA. So. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> so that stuff, I think, is the big difference you see. And there's a certain amount of well, it's kind of hard to say. Um, there's administrative overhead in both, like post-secondary institutions at the administrative end can be kind of slow moving, mm -hmm. uh, and so like getting new programs launched. But that would be the same for either institution. Fair. Uh, it's so spectacular talking with you because in a, in a different realm, our, how we kind of got back to college is very similar. I, I went to college a couple times, never finished programs, mm. and actually got all of my experience after that. So I actually started yeah. with no education um, in, in marketing, working my way up to being a, a more of a director for a few places in the city, and then going back to college. Mm -hmm. So it's actually really cool kind of talking with you, having a, a in a different way, a similar path to get to where you are. Uh, it's really cool. Fills me with hope as well for myself, which is great to see. <laughs> Absolutely, no, no, and you should be because you know you just you don't know where you're going to go and what you're going to do, you know. And I, I, this was not my career goal at the beginning, to be sure, but I love it, you know. And and the way I often think about the job that I have today is that you know I talked about the background I had and the training I had that were in these different fields of media production and then you know uh, sort of business administration and academics. And so to me, this job brings those together. I sort of feel like this is perfect because it's the creative industries, which is where I've always worked and where my passion is. It's about teaching and there's an administrative component. It's an opportunity to lead and have an influence. Well, and that's exactly what takes kind of time to realize as well. A lot of people, I know I certainly did, out of high school found just one particular passion it's like, well, I like this. That should be what I'm doing, I guess. Mm -hmm. When realistically, you should be kind of spending the time finding a, a profession, a career line that kind of encapsulates everything that you like and every one of mm. your skills so that you can kind of have the most fulfilling job and career going forward. So that's uh, really good to hear. Really yeah. good to hear. Uh, and so as time begins to kind of uh, wear down a little <laughs> bit on what we're doing for this podcast, one sort of tradition that I've been doing with a lot of the people that I've talked to has been doing a little kind of lightning round quick question kind of a thing just so that people listening people watching can yep. just know a little bit more about you 
on a bit more of just a base level. Sure. Uh, yep. Nothing too major, but if I can get you to answer some questions as quick as you can, just to get the most genuine of answers possible. <laughs> um, question number one, and I know some of these will be a little harder than others will be okay. in advance, but in a weird way. Uh, first question, do you have a favorite food? <laughs> it's gonna be a split between sushi and Indian. Ah, oh, those are good ones yeah. though, those are great. Well, in London in particular, so many good spots for both. Yeah. Um, so very good taste, very okay. good taste. Uh, one of the tougher ones for me, if I was ever asked, uh, is uh, do you have a favorite music artist? Um, I wouldn't say I have a favorite. Uh, actually, it varies all over the place, uh, but I would say it, it just falls squarely into kind of a range of folk rock and blues and jazz. Oh, which I love. <laughs> love that. Uh, yeah, I have a big music background. So, uh, yeah, everything from yeah jazz, pop, rock and roll, um, classics. I would, I, I would probably be accused of, of Bob Dylan being a favorite just because uh, I do have a lot of Dylans, though. But, uh, but you know, it's more bread right than that. I kind of get that. I kind of get shunned a lot for uh, for usually telling people that my favorite artists are ABBA and Elton John. Uh, <laughs> love them. They're so great. Those are great. Yeah, yeah I love them. Yeah, uh, yeah. Don't, uh, some people in my program in particular don't like ABBA. It's been tough not to get into arguments with them. Well, you people. know, I, <laughs> it's funny because when the, when the musical came out, right, uh, Mamma Mia, Mia. Yeah. And we went to see it, my wife and I went to see it in uh, Toronto. And uh, I went there because I, I probably had a bit of a poo-poo ABBA idea in oh. my head at that time. And I went there and thought, I know all of these songs. <laughs> How is that possible? Oh. <laughs> so then I began to, yeah, so now actually I listen to ABBA a fair bit. Yes. Uh, yeah, I listen to probably too much ABBA. That's, that's a different <laughs> conversation for a different day. <laughs> uh, do you have a favorite season of the year? Mm. Not really. I, uh, oof, that's a really tough one. I'll um, accept a construction season as an answer as well. For this is uh, totally true. It would probably be fall, to be honest. Fall? Yeah. That's a good pick. That's my yeah. same pick as well. I, I'm a sucker for, for pants and sweater weather. So Yeah, that and I mean leaves turn and it just gets really nice and it's not too hot and too cold. And especially like around this time, what we're going through right now is mm -hmm. you still get a fair bit of warm weather, which is kind of nice. It's The one strange thing is, is leaving my house at about uh, 5.30 and it being about five, six degrees. And by the end of the day, when I'm going home, it's back up to 25, 26. Yep. <laughs> it's the one strange part of this season. It is but. a little weird. <laughs> uh, do you cook? Um, yeah, a little yeah. tiny bit, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> of that little tiny bit, is there a favorite dish that you kind of go back to a lot? Um, nowadays, primarily an omelet. I okay. make good omelets, so there you go. That's a good base to have. Omelets yeah. are spectacular. Uh, do you have a favorite movie? Um, I was asked this, uh, I went through a lightning round with somebody else a while ago in the movie that came out was There's Something About Mary. Oh, great movie. <laughs> great pick. Great pick. Yeah. I love that. Uh, do you like spice, spice, spicy foods? Totally. Well, kind of goes well Indian, with Indian, right? yeah. yeah. No, that goes hand in hand with that. Uh, do you play any instruments? Guitar. Um, I'd like to learn piano, and that's probably... Um, mentioned earlier I'm gonna be retiring soon so that's actually a focus for retirement is learning the piano which is just a great sort of bass music found because it'll help you with other instruments as yeah, well down yeah, the line totally too. So that's a great one to learn um, do you have a favorite book Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Oh, that's a great <laughs> pick too. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, and you can't read that book and not see the number 42 everywhere. No, that's somehow, right. Somehow, some way. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, are you uh, superstitious or do you believe in ghosts at all? 
not really. I'm in the same boat. I really, I'm the biggest advocate of wishing that they existed. There you go. That's so exactly cool. right. Because I will watch. So the same thing. I'm not really a believer in aliens, and yet mm-hmm. I, I love movies and you know TV shows and everything to do with ghosts and aliens. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> would love for them to be real. I just would like a little proof. <laughs> uh, and the final little co- question for you, just because I kind of know it a little bit. Okay. Um, coffee or tea? Coffee. Coffee. Yes. Coffee. 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 <laughs> I'm the kind of person where I drink more coffee, but I think I like the different flavor options from tea. But I usually default to coffee just because it's yeah. the nectar of the gods. <laughs> yeah, I will drink tea, and it would usually be Earl Grey. Oh no, that's a solid pick as well. That's great. That one, uh, English breakfast, uh, orange picos, all great picks. Uh, and so that we'll pretty much wrap it up for today thank you for coming All on the right. podcast uh, appreciate especially how quick you got back to me and, and yeah. being willing to come on the podcast too which is spectac- spectacular um, so thank you everybody for watching and for listening uh, to this episode of the Interrobangs Red Coach podcast uh, you can find more episodes wherever you get your podcasts on Spotify Apple Amazon wherever uh, our newest issue for the Interrobang is out on shelves now so be sure to check that out or to head to our website to read more news and stories and to keep up with all things Fanshawe, uh, or follow us on Twitter X uh, at the Interrobang. I think it's the Interrobang on there. <laughs> uh, and that pretty much wraps it up. Thank you all so much for listening. Thanks so much for watching, and we'll see you in the next one. Take care. Bye.